Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you for joining me again today as we continue in Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. Our goal this season is to notice how we can weather the storm with, and we're looking at several biblical terms that will help us uh, in that journey. We began and, and kicked off this season by weathering the storm with focus. In our last episode, we examined what it takes to weather the storm with love. And today we continue our study on what it means and why it is important to weather the storm with joy. Before we dive into our study today, I want to invite you to go and to like our page on Facebook, to go and to check us out on Instagram, and to pray for the Scattered Abroad Network as we are striving to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible. And again, we are very, very encouraged and grateful for your interest in spiritual things and that you have decided to listen to this podcast. And I certainly encourage you to go and check out the other podcast on this network. And we have content coming out every day. Uh, it is biblical content, and we're striving to do all of this to the glory of God. So again, we thank you for listening. As I mentioned in the previous episode, we are in the midst of a series on weathering the storm with the fruit of the Spirit. And we read about this in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so in last episode, we examined love, and today we come to the next attribute in the list, and that is joy. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, as we're going to examine verses 2 through 4 here in just a moment. But I would like for us to think about the concept of joy. I want to ask you a question. What brings you joy? We understand the word joy means that feeling of happiness, that feeling of excitement, something that you, you look forward to. I know for me, there, there are many, many things in my life that bring me joy. Number one, it brings me joy to know that I'm a Christian. It brings me great joy to know that I have the hope of heaven before me. And so whatever I may face in life, I know that I have that to look forward to. And that brings me a lot of joy. My family brings me a lot of joy. My wife, my four children, they bring me a ton of joy. And we just finished up uh, the baseball season for our son Jackson, and that was his very first season playing ball. And I got to coach, I got to pitch to him, and it just brought me so much joy to see him smile and enjoy playing the game that I grew up playing and love, but to see him enjoy it. Uh, that brings me just so much joy. Being around uh, my, my good brethren here at the Quitman Church of Christ here in South Georgia, uh, these brethren are incredible. And it brings me great joy to be able to serve at such a wonderful congregation to have brothers and sisters in Christ who are constantly encouraging me, praying for me, 
and they really are our family. And it's just been a wonderful, wonderful joy for me. Uh, it's a joy for me to coach baseball, not just my son, but to coach varsity baseball at the high school level at Georgia Christian School and to work with those incredible athletes and, and to work with the incredible staff and the coaches. And as you're listening to this, I hope you understand I am just overwhelmed with joy because I've just been so blessed. And I'm so thankful to God for all the blessings that are in my life. I know that every good and perfect gift comes from Him, James 1.17, and I have Him to thank. And you know we all have God to thank for all the good things that are in our lives. I hope that as you listen to this, I hope that, that you can think of some things that bring you joy. Or maybe some of the things that I've listed are some of the things that, that you come up with as well. But as we think about joy from a spiritual standpoint, it is quite different from what the world views it as. You know, the, the title of this podcast is Weathering the Storm. And so, you know, when you listen, we're going to be talking about difficulties of life. And yet, we're discussing joy. How in the world can we weather the storm with joy? One thing to keep in mind when you talk about joy from a biblical perspective is that joy is based on an inward calm, not outward circumstances. Joy is based on an inward calm, not outward circumstances. You know, Christians are to be the most joyous people in the world. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to weather storms. That doesn't mean that we're not going to have difficulties in life because we understand that's just a part of it. But we ought to be the most joyous people in the world because the love of Christ is in us. People ought to look to us and see Jesus. Sometimes we sing the song, Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. We ought to let the joy of Christianity be seen in us as well. As we bring our focus in on this study of joy, again, I ask you to go with me to James 1. We want to go to that text together now. I'd like to simply read this statement and share with you three points from the text. And then we will look at three points of application on how we can weather the storm with joy. James is one of my favorite books in all the Bible. It's a book that I hold very dear to my heart. It's something that I try to read every week. There are five chapters. So if you can read a chapter a day, Monday through Friday, you can read the book of James every week. Uh, it's been called the Proverbs of the New Testament because it's so practical. And, and even though it's, it's practical and it's, it's simple in a lot of ways, it's also very, very deep and very rich. And I enjoy studying this book on a weekly basis, and, and I hope that's something that, that you will try to do as well. But in James chapter 1, beginning in verse 2, James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Again, we want to examine three points from this text. Number one, notice with me the shocking statement. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. You know, that, that's a shocking statement. You tell someone that just got horrible news from the doctor to count it all joy. You tell someone who just lost a child, lost a spouse, count it all joy. And that changes everything, doesn't it? From the outside, it, it changes your perspective. But you know, from the inside, as Christians, 
Nothing should change. Does that mean that we're not going to grieve and we're not going to feel the pain? Of course not. What it does mean is that even though we go through a trial, we can still have joy. A perfect example of this is the Apostle Paul. When you read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, your heart aches for what he endured. You read through that chapter and you read about the shipwrecks. You read about all the beatings that he took. You read about the pain that he endured. No doubt, some of the pain that came from his past. I've often wondered how many times Paul preached to a group of people and looked out to see the child of someone who was left fatherless because he was guilty of killing him. You know, Paul had to had to weather a lot of storms, and we talked about him in our previous season. But as you think about him counting it joy, and you read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, you know that he went through storms. You then go and you read the book of Philippians. And what do we know about that book? It is a book, it is an epistle of joy. Keep in mind who's writing. <laughs> it's Paul. And you know where he wrote that book from? He wrote that from a prison cell. So you tell me that joy is based on outward circumstances. And I'll quickly point you in the direction of the Apostle Paul writing the book of Philippians. You know, for Paul to say rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. He refers to the brethren of Philippi as joy in his crown. How can someone write about joy? How can they rejoice when they are in a dark dungeon of a A prison cell. Again, it's because joy is based on an inward calm and not outward circumstances. So to the world, to someone who's not a Christian, this is a shocking statement for James to make. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. But we understand why as we continue reading in this text. And so now that we've noticed the shocking statement, number two, notice with me the promising production. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Patience. In a few episodes, Lord willing, we're going to examine how we can weather the storm with patience and why that's so important. But here we notice this word patience as it's used in the New King James. The English Standard Version uses the word steadfastness, which is closer to what the word is in the original language. In the Greek language, this word for patience is steadfast endurance. Steadfast endurance. It's not referring to, you know, the patience you need standing in line at the grocery store or the patience that you must have when you're dealing with small children. But rather, this is steadfast endurance. This is the endurance that you need to withstand a difficult time. Strong says that this word means the power to withstand hardship or stress, especially the internal fortitude necessary. And so when you go through the trials of life, when you're weathering the storm and you do so with joy, then you can know that the testing of your faith will produce patience. It will produce the steadfast endurance that you need to get through it. It'll produce the things that you need to weather that storm. And so this is a promising production. You know, this language, the testing of your faith, is the same language that we find in the book of 1 Peter. You remember Peter talking about your your faith being tested, being tried by fire. 
And even though that's a painful process, look what it brings forth. You know, it brings forth this production. It brings forth this patience, this steadfast endurance, and you only get stronger that when another trial comes your way, you're able to get through that as well. And so we think about weathering the storm with joy. Yes, that's a shocking statement on the surface, but when we understand the promising production, that we'll have patience and steadfast endurance to keep going, then we can have the kind of joy that we need. Finally, in the third place, notice that we are to count it all joy when we fall into various trials. That's shocking. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, that's that production. But then notice that this patience will perfect. This patience will lead to your perfection. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, when you think about the Word of God, it is that which makes us spiritually complete. We find that in 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17, that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Literally, it's God-breathed. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, may be perfect, spiritually complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, or fully equipped unto every good work. The Word of God does that for us. The Word of God teaches us how we can do it. And the more time we spend in the Word, the more strength we will have. And so this promising production of patience will lead to your perfection. Notice the language. Perfect, complete, lacking nothing. You let this patience have its perfect work. You let this steadfast endurance get you through these trials. And it all begins by counting it all joy. Dear friend, we can weather the storm with joy. And though on the outside that looks like and seems like an impossibility, with God all things are possible. With God and with the peace that we have in Christ, the joy that we have of knowing that we have all spiritual blessings in Him, Ephesians 1.3, we can weather the storm, we can get through it. And so as we close, let's examine three points of application, something that we can take from this episode and apply to our lives as we strive to weather the storm with joy. Number one, we can have joy because with Jesus, we are always in the eye of the storm. No matter how bad the storm may be, if Jesus is with you, you're always in the eye. That doesn't mean that all around you uh, isn't tempestuous winds and raging waters. doesn't mean that at all. But what it means is you have Jesus with you. He's in your vessel. He's the one that can stand up and say, Peace, be still, and the winds will cease, and there will be a great calm. We can have joy, knowing that, yes, we're going to face trials, but it's going to make us stronger. It's going to make us better, and Jesus will be with us. Number two, we can have joy because these storms we face will make us stronger in the long run not just for ourselves, but for others as well, to the glory of God. You know, we may be going through a trial right now, and how we go through that, the world is watching, how we go through that can determine how someone else can get through it. Maybe you're going through a physical trial, 
Maybe you're battling a disease right now. But by you being able to battle that and do so with joy, do so with grace, do so with love in your heart, that might encourage someone else to weather it as well. So as Christians reflecting the light of Christ to the world, if we do so with joy, it'll make us stronger, make us better, not only for ourselves, but for others. Third and finally, we can have joy because we have a crown of life awaiting us if we endure. I mentioned to you that I love the book of James, and in James chapter 1 in particular, it's a chapter that really points to the entirety of, of what it's all about to be a Christian. In fact, James one twenty seven. here's pure and undefiled religion. You want to do what brings glory to God, here's what it is. But really diving into the entire chapter, we learn that we need to have these qualities present. We need to have joy when we go through difficult trials. Verse 12, I believe, is something that will keep you going. You think about James writing to those who were scattered abroad. James is writing to those who are undergoing heavy persecution. Listen to verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. If you love the Lord, and you're willing to obey everything that he says, and you're willing to go through the trials of life with a smile on your face because you have joy in your heart, you will have the crown of life awaiting you. What an amazing promise. What an amazing opportunity to weather the storm with joy. I hope and pray that this episode will help you to have joy even in the midst of the storm. May God bless you and keep you as you look to Him. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com that's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.